This is Meg Tilton at the A Cow Life, episode number 11, What I Loved About General Conference in October 2017. This is the A Cow Life, a place where LDS women, and really any woman, can come to learn how every aspect of their life is beautiful and has purpose. A place to help you realize how important you are and that this place we call Earth just wouldn't be the same without you. So sit back and take a breather in that unfolded laundry and let's chat for a moment about your amazing life. Welcome everyone back to the podcast today. I hope you all had an amazing weekend. I know that our family did because it was general conference this last weekend and we always love this weekend in our home. At least I do. I don't know how much my kids do because it's a lot of sitting around and listening to people that they don't quite understand, but it is a tradition in our home to kind of make this weekend special and to make sure that we're all home and together. And so we did do that this weekend. But before I jump into why I love, and I'm going to talk more about why I love General Conference, I wanted to make you aware of a few things that are going on here at the ACAL Life. First, I wanted to make sure that you knew that I had posted a special episode for the podcast yesterday. This is a podcast episode that will be reoccurring. It will be the first Sunday of every month, and it is going to be entitled A Cup of Joel because I will be interviewing my good friend, Joel Harper, who has great bits of wisdom about the gospel and perspectives on life that I have just really enjoyed getting to hear and to be able to experience with the friendship that my husband and I have with um, Joel and his wife, Christy. And now that he's moved away from St. Louis to North Carolina, this is a good way for us to keep in touch and for me to be able to have those conversations and to be able to share them with each of you. So make sure that you go back and you check that episode out because you won't want to miss it. He did a great job and it was super fun to record. Secondly, I want to make sure that everybody who listens to this podcast feels welcome. So I have heard that a few men have been listening to the podcast and I actually just had my first man reach out to me for coaching help. So I am not solely just working with women and this podcast is not just solely for women, although that is who I kind of um, target it towards a little bit. So I just wanted to thank each of the guys who are listening I know I cater a bit more to women, but I truly feel like what I have to say pertains to everyone, and I just want to give you all a big high five or a fist bump for for listening in, and I hope that you keep listening in because there's a lot of good stuff that will come up that I know you will each really like. So thanks to all the guys who are listening to The 8 Cow Life. If nothing else, you'll learn tons of things to pass on to your wife, and you can at least tell her to listen to it. Third, I want to briefly chat about reviews for the podcast. I don't think I have one review yet, and I understand that is something many of my listeners might not even think to do, but the more reviews I get, the more the podcast will be promoted to those who are looking for podcasts like this one. So if you could do me a big favor and just hop on over to iTunes or wherever you listen to this podcast and just take a few minutes of your time and write a review, I would really appreciate it. So I have set a goal 
for how many reviews I would like to get by the end of the year for my Christmas present, what I would like from all of my viewers is if I could get 20 reviews by Christmas. That would be huge for me and I would be so grateful. So I hope that you can help me out with that. I have faith that you can. So if you find yourself at your computer or on your phone this week, just hop on over and write a quick review and I'd really appreciate it. Okay, I feel like that was a lot of business, but it's a lot of good business and I hope that this podcast continues to grow and brings content to each of you that you really enjoy listening and hearing to and I just have so many great ideas and I'm excited to be able to have those come to you over forever long as I do this, years and years. So I wanted to jump into what happened this last weekend because it is a big weekend for our family and it is for many of you who are members of the LDS faith. And I always look forward to two weekends a year, this one in October, which was actually September and October, just kind of the way that it fell, and the one in April, the first weekend in April. And it's when my family and I gather around our computer or TV to listen to the general leadership of our church. I remember as a child, these weekends seemed to last forever. We had to drive about an hour to go to our stake center. I lived in New Jersey growing up and we would spend all day there and we would have dinner and lunch there and it was just a production and but it seemed to drag on forever and now as an adult it just flies by and i am always so sad to see it come to a close i thought today i would discuss some of my favorite talks from this past general conference the october 2017 conference with each of you I was not able to watch Women's Conference, which is held the weekend before this one, because I was out of town. But in the last week since I've been home, I have been able to listen to each of the talks. I usually make this weekend with my daughter, who's 12, a really special event. We go out to dinner, and then we go and listen to the broadcast. And we weren't able to do that this time, and so in about two weeks, when we have a free weekend, we will be doing that. We'll be going out to dinner, and then we will be watching the broadcast here at home on my computer together and I am really looking forward to that that's a special tradition that I get to have with her and I hope that it makes a big difference in her life and makes her feel that she's important and that what these leaders are sharing with each of us is important to me and it's important enough to make that time for her Each of the talks from Women's Conference, I found when I've listened to them, were just amazing. Each imparted several gems of wisdom to me that I can't wait to really dive into and have them come out in printed form. But I would have to say my favorite talk from that session was by Sister Joy D. Jones. She is the general primary president of the church, and her talk was one that really spoke to my soul. Her talk was called Worth Beyond Measure. The part I loved was her distinction between worth and worthiness. She said, quote, let me point out the need to differentiate between two critical words, worth and worthiness. They are not the same. Spiritual worth means to value ourselves the way Heavenly Father values us, not as the world values us. Our worth was determined before we ever came to this earth. 
God's love is infinite and it will endure forever. On the other hand, worthiness is achieved through obedience. If we sin, we are less worthy, but we are never worth less. We continue to repent and strive to be like Jesus with our worth intact. As President Brigham Young taught, the least, the most inferior spirit now upon the earth is worth worlds. No matter what, we always have worth in the eyes of our Heavenly Father, end quote. She beautifully reaffirmed to me everything I spoke about in my first podcast on individual worth. So if you haven't had a chance to listen to that one, please go back and listen to the very first episode right after the introduction, and it is all about individual worth. And I just love when what I'm thinking correlates with somebody who I really feel is in a position to make a difference and to tell us the things that Heavenly Father want us, wants us to know. And so I just loved this talk because it has been something that I've thought a lot about over the last year or so. President Uchtdorf's talk in that same session was also amazing. In fact, so much of what he said goes right along with what I use in my coaching. You get to decide how you will feel about anything that happens in your life all by how you choose to think about it. Do you want to be a victim, a hater, or an authentic disciple of Jesus Christ? He asked. He stated, quote, there may be many things about life that are beyond your control, but in the end, you have the power to choose both your destination and many of your experiences along the way. It is not so much your abilities, but your choices that make the difference in life. You cannot allow circumstances to make you sad. You cannot allow them to make you mad. You can rejoice that you are a daughter of God. You can find joy and happiness in the grace of God and in the love of Jesus Christ. You can be glad. I just love that so much. I just think how true that is, that we all have a choice for how we want to feel. And it all starts with the way that we think about situations in our lives. And if you want examples of this, I want you to look in your life where perhaps two people have experienced the exact same event, and yet they both come away with very different perspectives and very different feelings about that event. Now, is it because the event was different for each of them? No, the event was exactly the same. What is different is the way that they have decided to think about that event. And I just love it when President Uchtdorf just says, don't you want to be glad in your life? And that is a gift and a choice that all of us have in our lives, to choose to be glad by how we think about our life and the circumstances that we might find ourselves in. Great talk. Make sure you go back and listen to it. In Saturday morning session, we heard from many great speakers. I loved Elder Holland's talk on perfection. He said, quote, Every one of us aspires to a more Christ-like life than we often succeed in living. If we admit that honestly and are trying to improve, we are not hypocrites. We are human. Okay, and as a side note to that, I cannot tell you how many times in coaching that is brought up, that we're human, 
that we do so many of the things that we do because we are human. And from a gospel sense, that is because we're mortal and God knows that we're going to make mistakes. He knows that we're not going to be perfect. And that's exactly how it's supposed to be. And it was meant to be. And so because we make mistakes doesn't mean that we're hypocrites. We're just being mortal. We're doing the things that God has always thought and planned for us to do. Elder Holland continues, May we refuse to let our own mortal follies and the inevitable shortcomings of even the best men and women around us make us cynical about the truths of the gospel, the truthfulness of the church, our hope for the future, or the possibility of godliness. If we persevere, then somewhere in eternity our refinement will be finished and complete. End quote. I love that he referred to us as being human. I think as we go forward in the gospel, if we hope to be able to remain above the criticism and chatter that will occur towards the church, we need to remember that all of us are human and that while humans will always fall short of perfection, the gospel of Jesus Christ never will. We must keep our eyes on the Savior and his appointed prophet to lead us where we need to go in the latter days. I often find our themes in general conference and I pick up on those and I felt the power of the Book of Mormon was one of them this time. Not only did President Nelson talk on the subject, but so did President Eyring, as did Elder Tad R. Callister. They each made reference to what President Monson had spoken of last conference in asking us to be better readers of the Book of Mormon. I just find it amazing when President Eyring and President Nelson were diving more deeply into the Book of Mormon. I can't think of probably more Book of Mormon reading men than probably those two men. I mean, Elder Eyring, President Eyring referred to that he has read the Book of Mormon every day for 50 years. 50 years. That is so amazing. And I think that we can all see the results of that in the person that he is today. He loves deeply and he is a a sincerely humble individual. And I feel that way from President Nelson as well, as do I do of all the Quorum of the Twelve. And they are just amazing men because they have taken this book and really taken it to heart and use it in their life. And I just loved that reminder to be able to do that in my own life. And I plan to make that a goal for myself the next six months. And I hope that you will too, to make the Book of Mormon a priority in your life and to make sure that you are reading from it every day. President Nelson said this in speaking of the Book of Mormon, quote, My dear brothers and sisters, I promise that as you prayerfully study the Book of Mormon every day, you will make better decisions every day. I promise that as you ponder what you study, the windows of heaven will open and you will receive answers to your own questions and direction for your own life, end quote. I don't know about you, but I could use all the help I can get. So this challenge is one I am super willing to take. In the Sunday morning session, I was intrigued by Elder Bednar's talk as he quoted the Apostle Peter in saying, quote, whereby are given unto us exceedingly great and precious promises, that by these ye might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world, end quote. 
I had never really heard the phrase partakers of the divine nature before. I like the idea of being able to go to the temple and keep the Sabbath day more holy so that we can be partakers of the divine nature in our lives. I have always thought of myself as a daughter of God and thus having divine qualities about me, but I now view it more as a conscious effort to bring those divine qualities out more in my life as I participate in godlike activities like going to the temple and keeping the Sabbath day holy so that I might be able to have it more prevalent in my home. I know that my home needs a lot of work in this area in being able to have a more God-like home, one that has divine qualities about it. And it's something that I'm constantly going to strive for my whole life, but it's something that I know is possible because I am a daughter of God. And that is a gift that has been given to me and to each of us because we are all children of a heavenly father. And so we can all be partakers of divine nature that is within us. And I think that those activities that present Elder Bednar stated are ones that will just help enhance those divine qualities that all already exist within each of us. I don't know about any of you, but during conference, I really fight the sleep bug and I was really fighting it the last session of conference. (laughs) So I did not really hear the opening of the session. So I was a little shocked when Elder Anderson spoke of the passing of Elder Hales. I know these men are older and they can't live forever, but I am always sad to see them move on since they have become staples in my life. They each bring their own perspective and guidance that is so helpful and meaningful to me. I think Elder Anderson did a wonderful job. I just loved his talk as he summarized the conference in his remarks, which were the last of the conference. I felt the spirit strongly and was grateful for his message. He said, quote, There is a treasure chest of heavenly direction awaiting your discovery in the messages of general conference. The test for each of us is how we respond to what we hear, what we read, and what we feel. I promise that as you hear the voice of the Lord to you in the teachings of this general conference and then act on those promptings, you will feel heaven's hand upon you and your life and the lives of those around you will be blessed. End quote. I just loved his talk. I think actually his talk was one of my favorites of the whole session. I just think he did such a beautiful, beautiful job of bringing the spirit at the closing of that session. And I'm always sad for the last talk because it means another six months before we get to partake of those wonderful words again. But the great thing is, is that I get to go back and I get to watch it as many times as I want. And when it comes out in printed form in the church's magazine, the Ensign, I will be able to mark it up and write notes and be able to really devour those words. If you did not have a chance to listen to conference, make sure that you go back and you listen to it and you read and listen to what was spoken. I promise it will edify your life. I have a firm testimony that the leaders of our church are wise, they are kind, and they are loving individuals who are truly doing the best that they can in advancing the work of our Heavenly Father and of His Son, Jesus Christ. We need more than ever to listen to what they have to say and to implement it in our lives. 
I know that as we do this, that we will be blessed, not only personally, but we will be able to have the capacity and the wisdom ourselves to be able to bless those around us and to be able to share the gospel with a world that so desperately, desperately needs it. So I hope that you had a great weekend, whether you listen to conference or not. And I hope that you will take what I kind of summarized here and be able to take it into your life this week and be able to go back and listen to those talks. If you are not a member of the LDS faith, you can find those on lds.org. And there will be a link to the general conference sessions and you can listen to them. And I highly encourage that you do because you will come away uplifted and edified and having more direction in your life. So I hope you all have a great week and I am going to Kansas City this weekend. I feel like I've been traveling a ton. I've decided I'm not going to travel this much next year. Um, It's just not good for my family. It's not good for me. I like to be home with my kids and be with them and with my husband. So, but I'm excited for the opportunity that I have in Kansas City and I'll be able to tell you all about that next week. Have a great week and I will talk to you next Monday. Bye-bye.